I'm glad I'm saved to the uttermost to the precious blood of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to find your place in Proverbs chapter 30, Proverbs chapter 30, and the title of the message is, There is a, a Generation. In Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 11, it says, There is a, a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless uh, their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed uh, from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Uh, oh, we hear a lot about generational labels today. Uh, and here we see in the Word of God that God references uh, the specific uh, generations. Uh, we, we hear about the, gener the greatest generation. And that's those that are born between 1901 and 1927. That generation lived through the Great Depression and then went off to fight in World War II. Notably, they popularized music that went against God's Word. And don't be fooled by the wild provocations of the music of their times. But due to current events of this generation, raising a family put a premium on traits like hard work and and grit. Uh, if there's something missing in the generations that we have today and these generations that are growing up today uh, is that hard work uh, and grit. Uh, and then you come to the silent generation. That was those that were born between 1928 uh, and 1945. Uh, the silent generation famously got their name for being so conformist that they were silent uh, through the McCarthy era when the fear of communism swept the country. During this era, kids were expected to earn their way through life uh, using strong uh, work ethic. Uh, again, that's something that's missing in the generations uh, that we have today. Uh, and then you come to 1946 through 1964 and you have what they call the baby boom generation. Gen Z may think of baby boomer, boomers as their out-of-touch grandparents. But they had a wild youth we often don't talk about. Uh, boomers are so named after their parents came home from World War II uh, and the American population exploded. Uh, baby boomers defied their parents. Uh, they protested against wars uh, and they created uh, what's been known as the Summer of Love. Boomer parents notably redefined parenting by being the first generation to look at their kids' perspective of growing up and they started the concept of having family meetings. And I tell you, you can say that's where things started going south right then. There's one leader in the home and it's not the children. And then you have those they were born from 1965 to 1980 and they're referred to as Generation X. So often dismissed as the slacker generation. Generation X lived through the AIDS epidemic, the MTV and the BET culture and a shifting culture landscape that would give rise to the LGBTQ plus rights, which they're not rights, they're sin. 
Generation X parents were famously the first to use the helicopter parenting styles. Unlike the baby, the, the boomer parents who famously let their kids stay outside until the streetlights came on, Generation X parents have a tendency to be far more involved with their children's social and educational development. That's just fancy words for hovering over them and not letting them make their own choices and decisions and learning from their consequences. Millennial generation or the generation Y, they were born between 1981 and 1996. The millennials, they lived through 9-11. Remember when Amazon only sold books and are also the first generation to know a childhood both with and without the internet, which now plays a significant role in their own personal lives. The millennials are leading the movement in helping gender and non-conforming kids to be happy with who they are. Can you see that over the years, over the course, uh, one generation did not do better than the last one. They got worse and worse. And then you come uh, to Gen Z. That's those were born between 1997 and 2010. And uh, while still youngsters and not old enough to have made their mark as a generation, Generation Z kids are the first to be born into a world where they know nothing else besides being constantly connected to one another, albeit through phones, screens, and tablets. Generation Alpha, born after 2010, which makes makes up a lot of the young people that are in our attendance this afternoon at our service. But Generation Alpha is the first generation of children who will never know a time when social media didn't exist. They are far more tech savvy than any previous generation and they're most likely to be from a single parent home. Look, nothing is getting better over the last 100 years, 120 years in our country. Every generation that's been mentioned, uh, they had some good, but they also had some bad associated with it. The first mention in the Bible of the word generation is found in Genesis chapter 7 where God says uh, that Noah was seen righteous before the Lord in his uh, generations. Uh, and, and let me confirm that real quick here. And... and um, and let's see, it talks about the generations of Noah, that Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. In chapter 6 and chapter 7, we see these things. I wonder how God sees you in your generation. Because God saw Noah in his generation. God says that Noah was seen righteous before the Lord in his generations. Have you been saved? Have you been declared righteous by faith in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection? The Bible says of Noah in Genesis chapter 6, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked 
with God. Uh, hey, the generations that Noah lived in were wicked generations. The Bible says that the thoughts of man were evil continually. Hey, nothing was getting better. But Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations and he walked uh, with God. Uh, can I ask you, have you found grace in the eyes of God? Uh, have you been born again? Uh, are you a just perfect person and perfect uh, in your generations? Hey, do you have a testimony that you walk with God? That's the first mention of generation in the Bible. The last mention of the word generation is found in 1 Peter chapter 2 and it speaks of what God is looking for and what God expects of His children. In 1 Peter 2 and verse 9 it says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You see, God expects you and I to walk in His marvelous light. We're to show forth His praises. We're to be walking and talking as a, a, a testimony to the mercy and grace of God. Can I ask you, how do you measure up to God's expectations for you? You may say, well, I'm the only one in my family that's saved. I'm the only one that goes to church in my family. Well, can I just encourage you today to just keep living for God? The Bible says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness and that he walked with God in his generation even though everybody else was as wicked as they could be. God took note of his walk. And you know God is taking note of our walk as well. In Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 11 it says, There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. That's that generation that we're living in today. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1 it says, This know also that in the last days, the days that we're living in, perilous times shall come. And then God gives us a description of that generation, just like we see in Proverbs 30 and verse 11, there is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. We see that generation living out uh, in our days. In verse 2 it says of 2 Timothy chapter 3, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, uh, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such Turn away. Uh, we're living in a generation today that curses their father and does not bless uh, their mother. Children are disobedient to parents. Uh, they're unthankful. They're unholy. They're without natural 
affection. Hey, just because that we're living in these last days and in perilous times, God is still looking for a generation that chooses to walk with Him and to walk in His Word and to walk according to His will. Hey, would you be that righteous generation? Would you be like Noah in the days of old? He was surrounded by wickedness. He was surrounded by evil, but yet he chose to be righteous in his generation. After he found grace in the eyes of God, he walked with God in his righteousness before a wicked and perverse generation. Will you be, would you be that righteous, that righteous one in your generation? You see, God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. But we must choose to be that righteous person in our generation. In verse 12 of Proverbs 30, it says, There is a generation that is pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. How do you see yourself today? God says there's a generation that refuses to see themselves as sinners in need of a Savior. They think that they're a good person and that they can be whoever they want to be. And no one can tell them that they are wrong. Hey, can I just say that if you're born a boy, then you are a boy. If you're born a girl, then you are a girl. Hey, God made no mistake in making you who you are there is a generation that thinks that they can be whoever or whatever they want to be. But God says that is sin. It is wrong. In Matthew 19, 4, it says, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? God made no mistake when he created the heaven and the earth, uh, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and he made no mistake uh, making male and female, making boy and girl. A boy can call himself a girl, he can dress like a girl, but he can never be a girl. A girl can call herself a boy, but she can never be a boy. God in His infinite wisdom created you the way He wanted to make you. He's got a plan and a purpose for every boy and girl in this world. The devil and the world, they contradict the Bible and, and, and they lie to people telling them that they can be whoever they want to be. But that's a lie straight out of hell. Anybody that claims that they are not who God made them, they are in rebellion to God. They're not victims. They're not oppressed or depressed. They are rebellious sinners against a righteous and holy God who makes no mistakes. Proverbs 30, 12 says, There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. You see, only Jesus can change who you are. Only Jesus uh, can give us new life. Uh, and that comes when we are born again. 
And 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You see, Jesus is the only one that can change you from being dead in your trespasses and sin and give you everlasting life. In verse 13 of Proverbs 30, it says, There is a generation... Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. Hold back in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the verses that we read about the end times and perilous times that we're living in. It says that people will be heady. They're going to be high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. God says, turn away from them. You better be careful being high-minded. High-minded means being filled with pride. Being high-minded leads right into being lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. The Bible says there's none that doeth good. No, not one. God is still looking for a generation that walks with Him that walks in righteousness, uh, not someone who just has a form of godliness, uh, uh, but but someone that, that knows the power of God to save, to deliver, and to change lives. Hey, will you be that real Christian at your house, at your school, among your friends, among your co-workers, among your family members? The Bible says that Noah walked with God for 120 years. Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Surely God can count on us to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Then we get to verse 14. It says there is a generation whose teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Boy, look what's happening across this world today. People are ranting and chanting anti-Semitic words, calling for the death of Israel, calling for the death of Jews, uh, calling for the death uh, to America, death to anybody that does not believe like they do. Uh, Oh, across this world, Christians are being persecuted for their belief uh, in God. Hey, what generation will you be known for? Do you care about God and His Son? Do you care that God loves you and sent His Son to die on an old rugged cross and that He took your sin and His body and died in your place? The first mention of the word generation, we see Noah living a righteous life in a wicked generation. The last mention of the word generation in the Bible, God says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Why? Why did God save us that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? How do you see yourself today? See, God saw Noah in his generation. And he saw the generations uh, who, who show forth his praise, but he also sees that generation that does not believe in him. 
how would God see you today? Which generation would you be a part of? Are you part of that generation that loves God and believes that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God? Or are you part of that other generation that's still in your filthiness? You better humble yourself and be saved today. Christian, are you representing the Lord well in your generation? Does God see you as righteous and walking with Him? Or have you gone astray? God is calling you to come back to Him and to be that testimony that you ought to be for the cause of Christ.